Hey everybody, welcome to the Bagged and Boardcast, episode number 134. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And a weekly podcast. That is what we are. Yes. Come see you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing the top geek stories of the past week. Then we go into the list, the comic books we're looking forward to coming out August 8th. Then we follow that up with our weekly, I can't talk today, fuck it, our weekly rotating main topic, which this week we are taking a look at the movies that have come out from Marvel Entertainment and DC Entertainment. Um, How they've been, where they are, and where they might need to go in some cases. Everybody's been talking about, oh, well, how does the Dark Knight stack up to the Avengers? And we're like, why are you guys just pussyfooting around it? Let's just stack up all those Marvel Studios movies. We love clashing. With the WB Warner Brothers DC Comics movies. Come on. Come on. Don't do that. Don't do that. I'm trying to think of like a segue from what Paul was saying into what we always do. (laughs) Don't do that. Which is drink drink beer. Drink beer instead. Or you were on a beer this week, correct? Yes, I was, and I picked up uh, something new to the Buffalo region, uh, Founders oh, Brewery. You have your own over there. It was right in front of me, though. Yeah. From Grand Rapids, Michigan, Founders Brewery, since 1997, the historic. It's a, it's a long <laughs> history they have there. I know, ever since I was like in, what, a sophomore in high school. As long as I've been listening to ska music, this... <laughs> All the girls I've gone out with, though, have been older than this brewing company. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) It's so weird how we equate stuff. (laughs) Showing that John's on this side of pedophilia. Right? (laughs) And it's an audio podcast, so you could see it wasn't that far from it. (laughs) Not much. Um, First thing I have to mention is I didn't look at the labeling for this at all before. um, before This is the the porter. This is the porter. Um, we never actually talk about, like, the visual, really. I know we talked about when we did the flying dog stuff, because, because their artwork's really fucking weird, too. And it's gross. Um, <laughs> and it was, like it. it was gross. Don't Called like, like it. it. I don't it, like it. It does not, it's not appealing to me, those flying dog stuff. It, it's just, oh. Yeah, stay away from, like, the tire bite and the snake. Yeah, they, snake monkey. Yeah. Monkey snake, snake monkey, something, something like, like that. that. We were That's drinking. what the picture looks we like, can't and remember we didn't it. like it. Yeah. But uh, Founders has it's got this a classy-looking gr- lady on it. Yeah, uh, and it says dark, rich, and sexy. And there's and like a heart on it. A heart underneath. It's very. It looks very old, uh, old painterly style. And from f- something coming from 1997, you don't expect that kind of old. Yeah. old I'd classic. expect like Power Rangers on it because they were popular in '97. They, I mean, they do make a nice little note. There's uh, 45 IBUs in this. Um, International bitterness units. Um, 6.5% alcohol by volume. I mean, it's a nice short, stubby bottle. Yeah. Is this beer dark, rich, and sexy, though? It's it's dark and it's rich. Um, To me, it's... Do you feel sexy drinking it? No. Okay. I think it's really nice and smooth. It's It's very smooth. It's got a good taste to it. It's got that... Borderline like sweetness to it, mm-hmm. a little coffee on yeah. there. You get that coffee Ooh. like that, just that mm-hmm. coffee grounds on the on the tongue. Real smooth, like no, barely any carbonation to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very. Um, this would be awesome on a nitrous flow, just mm-hmm. getting that yeah, kind of would. creaminess. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know how because like, I'm not the I'm not a huge porter guy. I am a porter guy now from doing the mm-hmm. podcast, but. Like I, I don't know if I'd really go hunting this out or 
I'd really search it out versus the other porters that are out there. But it's definitely not bad. It's not a bad mm-hmm. drink. I enjoy it. It's nice and creamy. I do like I think it is full and rich. Um, and for us not being able to get left-hand breweries, yeah. <laughs> milk stout, like this is not quite there, but it is a valid replacement. It's like bar- having that, you know, going back to a stupid phone after having an iPhone. <laughs> like, you know, it's it'll make the calls, it'll get the job done, but then you're like, oh, I want to go on the internet or read a book. Oh, right. My my iPhone's broken. <laughs> you know, it's like one of those kind of moments. I, I still prefer the Southern Tier over this. I've been drinking a lot of the Southern Tier because I bought a six-pack after we had it because mm. I'm like, this is good stuff. But <laughs> I think this is, this okay. is just fuller. I, m- I might have to do... See, I think the... The southern tier has got a little more bite to it, mm-hmm. where this is a lot more smoother. Yeah, yeah, I gave it that. I mean, the southern tier is a little bit more of that smoky. Yeah, that I really it is want a lot from, smoky. And like a porter, a lot more smoky. This is um, more this is really coffee. good. This, I mean, this would be great late fall, winter day. Like you're outside doing something, like raking leaves, and then you come in and you. Or just out there when you're raking leaves, you just mm-hmm. you're drinking it while you're doing it. I mean, that would be great. Yeah, I was I was thinking like this would be great, just like one of those cool evenings where I'm just sitting there reading comic books or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely a fallish type beer. Hey, so uh, apparently Oktoberfest is coming out already. Yeah, see that? I know. I know Oktoberfest <laughs> traditionally is in September, and we're only a month away. Yeah, but gosh, darn I it. think every brewery has a race to be, like, one of the first ones to get stuff out there. And I think it's the same thing with, like, grocery stores. They're already starting to put Halloween candy out. Yeah. Wow. Like, they already put out the back-to-school stuff, and they're starting to get Halloween candy ready to go. Like, it's just crazy. Like, they're pushing these seasons faster and faster because pumpkin beers are out, Oktoberfest beers are out. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) Pumpkin beer is out? But is there... Yes, the pumpkin beer. That Southern, Southern Tears Pumpkin is out. Then, what? What? <laughs> Why have I not been drinking this? I don't know, Paul. It's I. I feel it's too hot still. It it's not right. It's not right to drink it right now. It, it would not taste the same on. You're like, the bosses of me. <laughs> <laughs> on a hot muggy day like we had today, I I I couldn't drink a like pumpkin. I I need that just crispness in the air. Yeah. Like yeah, this. you know what I'll do. Turn it on my AC to 68 <laughs> and enjoy some pumpkin ale. Um, Why not? I'm paying for I, it. I am not the boss of you, Paul, but are we, this year are we going to do an Oktoberfest fest maybe? Like maybe we can pit two Oktoberfests against each other? Yeah, uh, we yeah. can start in August too. because yeah, they're available. We could start. And then we'll move on to the Halloween beers with all the pumpkin stuff in right? September. We'll see if... Then uh, we'll do our holiday beers in October, guys. <laughs> this works. See if the are the pumpkin beers hold true. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. I, I hope the Great Lakes Christmas Ale is readily available again oh, this yeah. year. Because that was, that was delicious. That was great. Oh, oh, man. Well, talking about stuff that we're looking forward to... Or new stuff that is just I was come gonna, up. I was going to try to loop back... Has there been anything that's happened in the past week that we wanted to talk about? Uh, we can geek. Well, for me, you know how much I love Mass Effect. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about like pumpkin beers. Oh, uh, you know how much I love pumpkin. Fantastic beers? Fantastic Four. <laughs> yep. 
Mass Effect probably would have been in there too. Now that I'm thinking about it, uh, Mass Effect. <laughs> uh, news from Bioware: uh, their massively multiplayer online game is going to go free to play. The Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, sorry, yep. Old Republic. Star Wars Old Republic. Don't confuse the two, Paul. People get upset. I know it's happening to me at work. <laughs> it's like the Old Republic is going to be uh, going free to play in September. And this, the Old Republic was, I think, the first thing that I ever wrote on BaconBoard.com about. Yep. And might have been the last thing I wrote about. It's been a while. <laughs> been a while. It's been a while. But uh, I'm I'm excited to jump in on it, free to play. Are you, are you going to play now that it's going free? Yeah, I'm going to get through the story. Free asterisk, because yeah. it's free to play up to level 50. Which is the level max. Which is the level max. But then after that, they do have the end game content, so you're going to have the different like raids and instances and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but, Paul, you... You just no, want that actual story? That's actually what this game's been praised yeah. for, is the uh, campaign, because you can do it all solo, because yeah. you have companion characters. <laughs> it's basically like Mass Effect. What? In you Star don't... Wars. Yeah, but I loved uh, the Knights of the Old Republic series, So, and I was kind of disappointed when they're like, no, no, this is going to be the Knights of the Old Republic 4, 5, and 3, 4, 5, and 6. So screw those people that get upset at work that say that when you get them confused because Bioware even says this is Knights of the Old Republic sequel. So. Now, John, this is the one I'm, I was going to say. This is the one we talked about when we saw that trailer for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that looks yeah. really, really awesome. You're not Free. an MMO guy. I'm not an MMO guy, but I think this is something like Paul when you buy this and it has that disc to be like here let your friends try it for free it's like 15 it's going to go down to $15 the disc oh well I might as well check it out because it did it looked awesome free to play and and that's that's yeah. the catch that's what yeah. gets me <laughs> and especially if you're saying like oh it's free to play up to 50 which is that's, their max level that's yeah. like that's huge too because a couple months ago, we talked about this. World of Warcraft went free to play up to level twenty. Yeah, and you can hit level twenty in two days if you just sit down and play. Mm-hmm. Like some people can probably do it in a day if you're just grinding it out. But um, but that's not a crazy amount of stuff because you don't unlock like what you want your job class almost to be mm-hmm. until level ten. Yeah. So level fifty—that's basically the entire game. Yeah. Besides, just like that end game stuff. Level 85, or is it just still 80 for World of Warcraft? 85. It's going up to 90 when, when Mr. Mr. Pandora, Pandora comes out. So, yeah, that's... So, level 20 isn't even a fourth of the game. Yeah. And uh, I know that they've had a lot of drop-off from this game, mm-hmm. so going to free-to-play is just to keep people on there playing. Well, kind of in related news based off that, um, World of Warcraft actually just posted... For the first time ever, it's dropped under 10 million players since the game came out mm-hmm. way back when I don't even know. Well, it took a while to get up to 10 million, but it's held but steady above 10 million for the lo- since I, I think, think it peaked to like 12 million, yeah. and now it's down to nine, which well, that's still that's big, huge. but that's still <laughs> a lot of people mm-hmm. like paying to play this game. To put it into perspective, nine million people is one-fourth of Canada. <laughs> one-fourth of Canada. You're wondering where they are during the Olympics? They're playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> that is that is what Canada is doing. Them and Chris, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just me and them. You, you guys should switch shirts. Yeah, Paul's wearing a Canada shirt today. 
Um, That's why you know so many interesting facts about Canada. I just well, find their Census Bureau data interesting. That's all. <laughs> well, over a year ago, the uh, DC Universe yeah. uh, MMO went free to play, and they actually started making more money by going free to play, figuring in the microtransactions than they actually made when they were charging the ten bucks a month to play it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if. Uh, BioWare has actually released any of the information because it's EA, right? So they might EA not put Bioware. out. Like, they the are going to be doing. Uh, I don't know about the sales figures or the subscription rates, but I do know that they're, of course, are going to be doing microtransaction stuff. There's going to be, uh, if you continue to pay fifteen dollars a month, you'll get extra bonuses and perks, uh, different equipment, and be able to partake in the end game stuff. But like I'm saying, dude, fifteen bucks for. Knights of the Old Republic 3, 4, 5, and 6. Yes. Paul is signed up. Yeah. And this it's strictly for... Um, PC. PC, right? Yep. I just got to make sure I will run on my computer. You could probably like, download a trial version of it or something. Yes, you can. Mm. And that's free to play up until a certain level. level. I don't remember that. And I just had my IT guy work on my computer, too, so it's, <laughs> yes, it's running great. So thanks, Paul. <laughs> um, Paul, you love Bioware games? Something I love is cheesy Star Kid musicals. Oh, not not DLC for those Bioware games, because that was announced also. Love Bison for Mass Effect 3 is coming out by the end of the summer. That's all. That's all. <laughs> $10. Worth. That's not bad. 800 Microsoft points, which I hope they get rid of, and then we can just start spending real money. Because I hate going to Gringotts and, you know, switching out my mogul right. money for shit. Sh- well, it's easier silvers, to silver s- pieces and gold. It's easier to spend Aliens. points than dollars, though. They talk, they've talked about yeah. dropping it, but mm-hmm. who knows when. Who knows when. But um, this weekend at the Harry Potter fan convention known as LeakyCon, all of the Star Kids are getting back together, and they are presenting... A very Potter senior year, or as they're also referring to it, a very Potter 3D, like AVP 3D, because it's going to be a live performance. It's not actually going to be a stage show. They're just doing a reading of it hmm. because it's very, I won't say hastily thrown together. But they didn't have time to write songs or build sets or do costumes. This is just something that they wanted to get everyone together. Wait, they built sets? Yeah. Painting a background. That, that background had to come from somewhere, Paul. I guess somebody had to do that. And that they painted a back a, a uh, set. What about those boxes? <laughs> you can't just go to a box store and get wooden crates. Well, here's the thing: they can't charge. <laughs> I know for tickets for those shows. So the Potter musicals, the Batman one, they did those all for free, basically, with just, merchandising. Merchandising, as Yogurt said. <laughs> All about the merchandise. But here's the thing: they they can sell their soundtracks, they can sell Starkid merchandise, but they can't yeah, sell anything else or mm-hmm. charge for tickets. Which that's where those dollars are going to be rolling in from. Um, so this is something I'm looking forward to. LeakyCon is very expensive if you want to go to it. Being a fan thrown together convention, you're looking at two hundred dollars for a weekend pass. Whoa. And if you wanted to go to the Starkid event, I think it was another $45 for a special ticket on top of that. How about the one that's in Orlando or somewhere in Florida, Ascendio? Ascendio? I really don't know anything about that one. That one's, I think, only going on its second year. It's a little bit newer. Because hmm. um, Starkid's going to be appearing there, too. They are also appearing there. Look at you, Paul. I know. Doing your Starkid research. I'm up on my notes. <laughs> <laughs> this is something that I wish I could go to, but they will be 
putting it up online because that's really how they got their start when someone put the video up mm-hmm. their first musical and Warner Brothers made them take it down and they're like no we just put this together they have a disclaimer in front of it mm-hmm. um, I fucking love those guys they're awesome shielded underneath parody law well parody of for copyright infringement which needs to be fixed fixed <laughs> <laughs> yeah copyright Copy wrong, more like it. Ooh. John, do you have anything? I don't have anything. I have more. Oh, snap. Paul, what's I... one of our favorite games? Uh, that would be... Well, it's probably not one of yours. John, what's one of our favorite games? <laughs> it's Nicky uh, Roberts. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, it's Gene, Gene Roddenberry's <laughs> favorite party game. Um, I'm going to say Borderlands? That is. Another game that involves shooting things. Um, Left 4 Dead. Yes. Yes. That's what's finally available. <gasps> After, after a year of waiting, the Left 4 Dead 2 expansion pack, now available on Xbox Live, 560 Microsoft points. That's wow. not bad. It includes a new $7. fan-made map called Cold River. Oh. Um, oh. Basically what they did available on... Available for free on Steam. Available for free on Steam, but we've I think we've yeah. talked about this, yeah. where Microsoft but, won't let them do free DLC, so they have to actually charge for it on Xbox Live. Yeah, because... DLC because the certification process is so expensive. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. They they decide <laughs> that yes, it would be it would basically cause uh, Valve to go bankrupt if they decided not to charge for things or get sponsorship to to release DLC for free. But what they were doing is over on PC they were releasing maps that fans made every week and they were just available for free download and they took one of the best ones. And they include that in the Xbox Live DLC. Plus, you're going to get all the original maps from Left 4 Dead 1 downloadable with this, too. We've already gotten No Mercy when they came out with The Sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And that shit was tough. Yeah, they changed it up enough that it was worth playing through. Did we ever finish it? No, we didn't. Because it was you, myself... Producer Scott, Scott in front of the Ed, show, Ed. Yeah, and we just could not it was do it. Fucking ridiculous! But I think Scott was falling asleep while we yeah, were playing it. Was, it. <laughs> yeah. Kid was probably crying in the background. Yeah. But 560 points, I feel for this game that we love playing. Um, to get a new map, to do the old old maps with the new characters, you know, or with the new weapons, really. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what you're really doing because yeah. characters are characters. You know, we all kind of picked one out that. Well, Chris and I always picked one out that we liked, and everyone else had to play around that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, Paul, you were the girl a lot. Yeah. I think always, actually, is the word <laughs> you're looking for. I always liked Lewis from the original. Yeah, you and did. I, he did like Lewis. Yeah. He was my favorite, and because, I never attacked. Because of the way he dressed was like how you dressed when you went to work. Yes. So, <laughs> kind of, and also, he was just fun. He was He's the one that freaked out the most. He, d- he does. Yeah, he did. So, therefore, he was the most like me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Lock it up, lock it up, lock it up. <laughs> yeah, him, yeah. And Fra- him and Francis, I think, had some of the best lines in the first one, though. <laughs> I freak out during the zombie apocalypse. What you over here? We got pills. Like, that's stuff I still say. That's working. No, that's not how he says it. We got pills over here. But Paul, do it. You play as more than anyone. <laughs> We got pills. Oh, man, I can't even do it right now. <laughs> it's okay, I but can't um, do it. I haven't played in forever. That's something I'm. Well, maybe we should play it sometime soon because you guys even I'm have. Yep. Honestly, I got rid of a lot of my Xbox games just because there's a lot of stuff coming out that I wanted to like pay off. And, <coughs> like I, 
I don't have any physical attachment to a lot of games, so I'm okay with just trading them in. Um, is everything okay, Paul? Paul's fiddling with the wires. I'm just seeing which mic you are, so I can so turn just, you up a little bit because okay. you're quiet. Wow, that, that never happens. Well, you're farther away than your That's mic true. I'm comfortable today. Um, are, are you number two? I'm, I thought he was number one. No, I... This, this will all be edited out. Let me know. No, it won't. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> keep. Time. I'm gonna keep talking. I'm number three. Yeah, I'm number two. Okay. Um, I don't have physical attachments to my games, but games that I will never get rid of: Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead 2, and Borderlands. I mean, I for you, I know that's probably like your Mass Effect stuff. Not, well, I don't like trading in games anymore, just mm-hmm. because the value added of it, I just don't see. Because I play the sh- shit ton out of my games. I'm going to now have to use the explicit tag on this one. When there's games that you actually play. Yeah. Yeah. I do play the heck out of them. And uh, so by the time, like, I would go trade them in, I don't get much value in return Mm -hmm. versus another playthrough. You know, I think I could always get another playthrough out of a game. But, you know, it's like, if I trade in Mass Effect right now, even though I probably won't touch it again. No, you you will, don't I? Like, what? I'm going to get maybe five bucks. I think it's more than that now, actually. It's nineteen ninety nine as a value game for... But you can't find it new anywhere, that's the thing. Right. So, it's just like one of those games where I'm like, no, I'll hold on to it, and maybe it will become like, you know, uh, one of those games that are really difficult to buy, like, years and years from now, like, uh, your, what, like your Fantasy Stars for the Genesis. Yeah. You know, now they're going for almost 40 bucks. Yeah, but that's only, that's kind of niche because it's those weird people that, oh man, I gotta play that Paul, Genesis Paul, Fantasy how do, you, how do you feel about being weird? <laughs> niche? Yeah. Those games are awesome. I will say that. They are awesome and I mm. want to play it on the original system that it was designed for because then I don't need to worry about the sound quality being off or, you know, timing issues or different kind of frame rate stuff during due to the fact of uh, porting it over to the new system. Like uh, it's kind of a niche game, but if they came out with the uh, Lunar Silver Star Story Complete, mm-hmm. it was a Sega Genesis game, or no, it was a PS One game. If they came out with that on Xbox, I would, I'd buy it. Lunar Assist. Wasn't that supposed to be? Well, Lunar didn't. Was that on um, Saturn? Sega Saturn? I, I believe it was on uh, Saturn as well. We might be wrong. Email us. I'm pretty sure because it was one of those games that had a lot of just like the anime full motion like FMV. Yeah, full motion video cutscenes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was definitely on PlayStation One. Yeah, it's a great but game. I have to agree with you. Borderlands, Left 4 Dead One and Two are probably the games that I wouldn't trade in. Either. But here's the thing: now that I agree I, with you, not with me being niche <laughs> and weird. Yeah. No, but you know what? But those are games that I'll. I still, I've had mm-hmm. almost three years. I've been playing Borderlands. I still play it. Yeah, yeah. Like I've, I'm almost done with a complete playthrough of all the DLCs on my second go. Like, I, I love playing those games. And then when I, once I get back into playing them, all I talk about is Borderlands. Well, video games that we always like to play. You guys enjoyed Batman: Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, correct? Correct. Are you looking forward to the prequel game coming out? Yes. You know who's surprised by the prequel game coming out? Mark Hamill? No. 
Paul Dini, writer of Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, apparently he found out about the game right when everyone else did, so it's safe to say he won't be writing this one. Oh. Is it safe to say he won't be writing? Because, honestly, they, they, aren't the video games kind of like mapped out beforehand and then they bring it to they, the writing They crew? could bring him in, but he has not been approached for it yet. <laughs> and you figure this is probably the power they're going to want to start figuring out what the story is going to be. So they can assume, like, okay, well, we have to put this character in, this mm-hmm. character. We need concept art for them. And even Warner Brothers, uh, or DC Entertainment, has said that they wanted to expand the amount of DC UN, DC characters in that game. Because, honestly, it's one of the major ways people interact with those DC yeah. characters. Um, so maybe they're just, you know, trying to get, you know, touch base with jeff johns and figure out like okay well which characters do we need to be in here and who should be the writer for something as big as this you know i if i was working on those games i wouldn't even start doing anything without making sure that paul dini was in there because it's the storyline and the love for those games that really make those games Mm -hmm. it's all those little things those little nuances but the story is the big one like it just kept getting better, like from from Arkham Asylum to Arkham City. You just kept going, oh man, they just they know Batman, they get it. Mm-hmm. And to not have him with the prequel, I mean, yes, there's other great Batman writers or people who get it, but they just seem to work so great together. I I have faith in Rock City Studios because I think everyone there is a Batman fan, and that's why these games work. But I, if they announce someone like J.T. Kroll writing it, I might be a little bit more wary. Yeah, but it's never one writer. Well, yeah, but it's it was three different writers on Arkham City. Paul Dini being like maybe the head writer, yeah. and then two others. And like, okay, maybe it's not Paul Dini, but it's never going to be just Paul Dini. Yeah, but or just J.T. Kroll. But Paul Dini, I mean, yes. Animated series, oh. like this guy, just gets Batman, and one of my not- favorite Batman comic books. Yeah, was Detective, Detective Comics with the one with with Robin, Robin and, and Joker. Joker during Christmas Sleigh Ride. Yeah, that was a great issue. Great issue. Even on the animated series, more writers than just Paul Dini. It's it, it's true, but it's also it was it was Paul Dini's baby, you know. You kind of oversee I'd, I'd call it Bruce Timm's baby more than anything, because just think about the visual impact of that show. Well, and that, I, yeah, yeah, but, but like it's the, a comic we're, book. We're such it's, a it's, Batman podcast. It's now. a comic. It's like, it's like comic books. You you, you got to attribute to both people. Let's look at Paul Dini's work after that animated series, though, and I think the Paul Dini look or the uh, Bruce Timm look is much different than what. Has what actually happened during the Batman run mm. or Batman the animated series? You know, Batman Beyond uh, and Justice League, a lot more angular, a lot more like everybody's face was almost a V, mm-hmm. you know, like than what you got with the old kind of classic kind of look from the animated Batman the animated series. So even there, where we're like, I, I will the say visual is stamped by this one a- person. Animated series is a lot more Art Deco mm-hmm. in the presentation of pretty much everything, but... Yeah. Uh, and I'm just making this argument that it's always going to be this compl- 
conglomeration of people working together, and taking out one person might not ruin the pie. But but what if that person is the crust? But then you that's got the a thing. crumble. It's like, it's like you said, you have faith in Rockstar, yeah. and I do too, but you take out Rocksteady. one... Rocksteady. You take out one component, which is a, a pretty big component... And you you don't know what you're gonna get, and I not that I'm not gonna say like oh I'm not gonna get it. Of course I'm gonna get it. Mm-hmm. You know it. I love the other ones. I I do have faith, but to not have that kind of one person who's pretty pretty big in Batman out of it, it makes you just a little kind of not on the fence, but kind of not as sure about it. Hmm. Hmm. Not as sure. Not as sure. You know, I understand your fears, but I won't. You shed tears about your fears. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Well, Were you going for a segue you, with that? Paul, or? You might. But I will Paul, shed a few dollars. I was gonna say, oh, <laughs> check out this segue, Paul. Well, you might you might not be sure about that, but are you sure about what comic book you want to buy next week? Mm, good, mm. good segue. Like it better than mine. Yes. Might have shed a few tears, but will you shed a few dollars? Where the comic books coming out this week? <laughs> it's the list. We're looking at the books coming out August eighth. Yeah. Let's start off. Is it going to be me? Well, you guys already made fun of my pick. Yeah, I love Fantastic Four. You guys got a problem with it? <laughs> no, we, I, I don't know what ever, I love about we, Fantastic Four. We did not make fun of it. We just point out that you love it. You know what I love when I see in Fantastic Four when it's an orange versus green fight, even though I can't see those two colors. <laughs> So this is why Paul hates the color spectrum in the Green Lantern book. Yes, it doesn't make any sense to me. They're all just gray. (laughs) That's just to tell by the symbols on their chest. I need the colors to match. It doesn't make any sense. But, man, you give me Hulk versus the thing, and I'm always going to be there in a fight. And you tell me that, oh, no, it's the Defenders from the future coming back to the past to do something to save the future. I don't even know, but I trust in Jonathan Hickman to lead me there with a great story. And the cover is going to be awesome because it's the Hulk punching the thing while the thing is being punched by the Hulk. Because it's a future Hulk, does he have, like, a beard or, like, grayer hair? Gray hair, gray long hair, and, like, a gray beard, I think. I couldn't really tell from the image on the computer screen, but... Yeah, definitely gray hair. There's a lot of punching happening. And that was all that I needed. So much so that there was a huge, like, boom mm. sound effect in the background. Like, it basically was the background. It was just the word boom. Well, and it's, uh, the art is being done by uh, Ryan Stegman. So, there it is. I don't really know his name. I, I know I've seen his name on stuff yeah. before, though. But, but um, you know, I'm not worried. They've been doing the rotating cast of... It, Artists ever since the end of three. Since he's one of those artists who I know his name, but I can't yeah. really place him. That's not a bad thing. That just means like, oh, he's a decent enough artist where he gets work. I don't, I don't dislike him. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, if you disliked him, you would avoid him. I would, would like. You ready, John, or do you want me to go? Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm actually. This is something I didn't realize was coming out till I was looking for books. Um, I ordered issue one, but this is a zero issue for the Dark Horse book, The Creep, which uh, The Creep is a a gumshoe um, who has a bit of a deformity that didn't come on till his uh, he was kind of middle aged, um, but he's a detective that was hired by an old flame to figure out uh, why her son has killed himself. 
So uh, I'm looking for a, a gritty. I know why. He had her as a mother. Ooh. <laughs> Figured it out. Dark Horse, send me a check. <laughs> I'm not sure what that means. I figured I solved the crime. They should send me a check. What? <laughs> Private eye. I'll have a deformity that sets on in the middle age. I don't care. <laughs> it's called gray hair. What? Are you middle aged, Paul? Are you go- are you going soon? What middle? What? If I die and I'm sixty, yeah, and then yeah, I'm middle aged. I'm gonna kill you at sixty. And there so, we go, so middle aged. So this midlife crisis. Came up private eye during my midlife crisis. What? <laughs> I can put gum on the bottom of my shoe. It's fine. It's fine. The word gumshoe always makes me think of uh, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Honestly, All right, you gumshoes. But I'm uh, looking forward to the zero issue. Check it out. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to an issue as well, but this one is not a zero. <gasps> it's a number 12. It's DC Comics Presents number 12. Written by Baby Nicieza, who I loved over on Red Robin, and art by Jorge Jimenez. Um, this is... Oh, we got really ethnic on that name. Yeah. Not just, not just George. Jorge. It's Jorge. It, it's with a J. If it was just, written out as George, I would have said that. Yeah. It's not, though. <laughs> Jimenez. Yeah, Jimenez. It's uh, Jimenez. Jimenez. Nicely done. Thank you. Four years of Spanish in high school. At least I can pronounce names. I don't remember anything else from it. <laughs> what was your Spanish class name? Uh, Cristobal. <laughs> I never really got good at uh, rolling the R's, but besides the point, someone who's probably great at it is Bart Allen, who is the star of this issue. Spinning out from uh, the past Teen Titans arc, where they were on Mystery Island, where there were a ton of dinosaurs, uh, we're getting a Bart Allen solo story, which is going to delve a little bit more into who he is and what his origin is. Hmm. Um, This is what I love about DC Comics Presents. John, you've been buying it since it came out. You've been ordering it. This is one that I actually ordered because... He beat me to it. I, I love my Teen Titans books. Always have, probably always will. And when I saw this one, I was like, yeah, I I want to find out who this Bart Allen is. So I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, covered by Ryan Suck, too, who's awesome. Now, uh, what if Bart Allen had the origin story that was meant for... Uh, Wally? Wally West. I'd be okay with that. And that we won't get a Wally West? I, as much as I love Wally West, if they can kind of combine these two characters together... I want you I, off I the podcast right now. But, but <laughs> we're kind of already getting that with Earth 2. No, we got Jay. Oh, he's called Jay Garrick, but we yeah. even said, check out our bag and board bite. He is he's basically he, he's, ba- he's basically Wally West. Dumped. Well, he hasn't picked up any other girl yet. And no. he didn't do well with Hawkgirl. He, yeah, he didn't do too well so with So he's not quite Wally West. Yet. Yet. Because that guy was bringing home gr- different girls every night. Until <laughs> <laughs> he, so he got settled down with Linda Park. Paul. He loves when people do that. <laughs> but we also know that Paul loves to drink. Yes, I do. I do like drinking. And I also like watching Barney Stinson on the, the uh, How I Met Your Mother. Because he's like the Wally West of sitcoms. <laughs> I was like, where's Paul going with this? I was like, this this segue has lost all meaning. 
no meaning to any of this. <laughs> and when things don't make sense, where do we turn? Of course, to drinking. Because we're not healthy adults. No. We're emotionally nope. scared adults. So therefore, we escape into a glass of a, of a nice, delicious uh, Red's Rye P.A. It's not a high P.A. It's a Rye P.A. Uh, this is also from Pro- Founders Brewery and Company, and this has 70 international business... Uh, what, I see I and B together. I think international business. <laughs> but it's international bitterness units. And this is 6.6 alcohol by volume. And uh, it's a rye, almost IPA. This is really good. has a lot of bitter on the back end, though. Mm-hmm. But not like a pine bitter or... It's got that good citrus right up yeah. front, though. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, and you get that rye... I think it's more of a rye bitter yeah. with the hops. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good. It's it's good. It goes down pretty smooth. It's it's what you what I one of the things I like about IPAs is that kind of get a little bit of that dry your mouth out to it. I I really enjoy this. Like this is great. It's uh it is it's a, it's a good little beer. I better than the Wookie Jack. Um, it's di- it's completely it's apples and oranges. Those two beers. Those are both rye IPAs. But one is. A black, oh, so you get black. that smoky to yeah. it. You get that, like smoky, that smoky rye, like stew broth kind of a beer. You're like right. It is just thicker. Wookie Jack is so much better. I probably I would take Wookie Jack over this. I haven't had a good one. Wookie Jack? Yeah, that one that we had was off. I thought. No, I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. Maybe too. I'm thinking, thinking of the else. porter that we had from them, possibly, which wasn't that good. Yeah, might just not be good. Yeah, but um, you know, you like the the black rye IPA. Okay, I I believe you. I think I like this more though. I I don't trust your judgment because you obviously are all over the place. It's obviously forgettable. Mm. Mm. The thing is, there's and it's hard for companies like beer companies to figure out what specific case they like, and that's why we have the most selling beers being those really planned beers that don't taste like anything because they appeal to everybody because nobody can dislike them and then (laughs) but then you have companies that want to you know strive and make something new and different for their the fans of the franchises much like the movies that we go to see from the dc and also from marvel studios they are making things for their fans hopefully Hopefully. Or trying to. Or trying, trying to. Because to. Some, sometimes they succeed, sometimes they fail. And why do they succeed? And why do they fail? Those are the questions we're asking ourselves now, right? That's that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you, you really see a lot of success from the Marvel Studios with Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, and now the Avengers. Which right. blew the box office open. This summer. And those are all developed in-house. Like, previously to this, everything was farmed out almost to different companies. Everyone had rights to different stuff between Fox, Paramount, Paramount. Columbia. Um, Everyone had the rights to different movies. And once Disney bought out Marvel, 
things kind of started coming together. Well, Marvel had started. They with, started out on their own. Yeah. Yeah, they had started their own Marvel um, when they they had partnered with Paramount, mm. and then they were bought out by Disney, and then they just kind of were allowed to make the movies that they thought Marvel needed to be. Marvel movies should be, which I think we've really gotten. And it's definitely worked for them. DC's tried doing a similar thing because all of their movies have come out basically in-house with Warner Brothers, but they've never really seemed to catch. And I think a lot of it is because previous to just recently with Jeff Johns being named as the head of DC Entertainment, you had a lot of studio interference. I mean, if you look at you look at Catwoman, which was Catwoman, but no, this isn't your Catwoman from the comic books. It's some other thing with the... Yeah. There was like a Egyptian, Egyptian tie-in. I didn't watch it. We'll um, never watch it. Yeah, I only yeah. know that from just hearing about it yeah. from someone else. Um, Constantine was... Constantine was okay. It was okay, but they got so far away from what the character kind of was... And it seems like their idea, oh, we need to put a name to it because that'll sell the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll put Keanu Reeves in. That's going to sell the movie. We're going to put Harry ba- Barry in. That's going to sell the movie. Keanu Reeves is yesterday's James Franco. Yeah? What? Yesterday's I, James Franco? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess Keanu Reeves. Just a, just a statement that pops in but my head. I think James Franco... That's- a little bit more. Fun. I, I think I, I like James Franco a lot more. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> it's a lot more fun. Do you want? I guess you could say Pineapple Expresses his uh, excellent journey. <sighs> it's excellent adventure and bogus it's journey, great. Paul. I know. I'm sorry. I'm tired. <laughs> uh, but then, I mean, then you have. Warner Brothers allowing somebody like Christopher Nolan to take over their Batman franchise and making it something other than just like a comic book movie, but a comic book film. You know, if you can get the gist of the difference between the two. Yeah, there's varying degrees of what a movie is. There's your flicks, your movies, your pictures. If we want to be snobby about it. Oh, no, I, I'm not being snobby, but I refer to movies in different ways between, like, a film. Like, oh, yeah, I caught this flick the other day. That's just something I'm going to see. It's like your, it's your, uh, your dude's where's my car. Yeah. It's, you're and having I, a fling with a flick. I, I would like to hear from Confessions of a Movie Snob. Aaron Nathan, let, let us know what your thoughts are on that, referring to movies under different... Categories. Like... Can you read, like titles, Title, yeah. more than anything. Like, I, I I see what you're saying, and I I guess I delve. It's it's the whole comic book, comic book versus graphic novel thing. You're basically looking at the same thing. Yeah, but one has more quote unquote meaning and well, depth, I, I was even thinking, though they're all the same. I was just thinking how you view your relationship with that movie is what differs. Like, you're going to have a small fling with a flick. <laughs> you're going to. You know, a lifetime mo- a movie that you will spend your entire life watching over and over again. Um, not necessarily because I would call Army of Darkness a flick, but I love that movie. I, w- okay. I would call Big Trouble in Little China. A oh, flick. that's but I, uh, I I came home sick from work and I was like, I'm so sick. I'm gonna lay here. What am I gonna do? I'm gonna watch Big Trouble in Little China because it makes me feel good. And then I fall asleep during it, and then I put it back on. 
because I fell asleep through it. That's that's why I ask these questions, so I know, so I understand you guys better. <laughs> I'm glad you asked that because I'm like, oh well, okay, I can kind of understand that because there's some movies that I will see once because I I wanted to blow off two hours because you know it seemed fun at the time. I feel a little ashamed. And there's there's some films, you know, uh-huh. a movie film that I mean, it's just Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. That's a film. That's Somebody a, give me a That's hook. a movie. Yep, that movie. But that's sad. something that is so it, it 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 has power to it yeah. that you only need to see it once. And that's I mean that's the kind of difference between these variations of filmmaking. And I I refer to Dark Knight Rises as the superhero equivalent of Requiem for a Dream. Like I didn't feel the need to ever see it again just because it does have that weight and that the power gravitas. to it. Yeah. And yeah, and I think that's something that Warner Brothers did, and they they came to a filmmaker, not just like a yeah. somebody who makes movies, but a filmmaker to make a Batman series. That's over. They have Superman coming out, but they DC's got nothing else on their plate. Nothing's been announced besides Superman. Mm-hmm. There's talk of rebooting Batman to fit into a Justice League kind of world, but they got nothing. Yeah. Well, so far, as far as we know, and what did I say? What did we really? What I was really needing out of DC from the comic uh, Comic Con, they better come out and just say like what their plans are for these movies, and and they have no plan. You have nothing. You they want to do a Justice League movie. They want an Avengers. We're probably not going to see that for years to come if they can't get everything moving and that's what marvel's really done so well as much as we are a dc comic book podcast now like we we're, still love some of our marvel stuff but when it comes to the movies marvel it took marvel four years from the opening of uh iron man to open the avengers four years four years four years from opening and that opening. was now, and that is four movies in between though i mean iron man yeah iron man, iron man 2, two. And Captain, Captain America, America and Thor, Thor yes. to get there. Now, are we thinking that we're maybe someday going to see the Justice League movie based off of what we get with Superman? Is this Superman going to lead us to what we're going to have for Justice League? I think that we are only because this movie was sl- it was slated to come out this year, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden there was this big push to move that back, and I think that. To move that a year back was because they needed. They decided they need to work in a Justice League, an outcome for this. They need something to tie in, to thread these movies to get to a Justice League. Amanda Waller. Like we had, like we had mm-hmm. S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. Checkmate. All throughout. Well, we had Amanda Waller, and that's what we were thinking of what was going to happen for... With Green Lantern. During Green Lantern. And but Green they, Lantern is pretty much considered a dead project. Yeah. Because... They spent too much money and didn't get as much back. Mm-hmm. And also, the thing is, what I think the major problem with DC Entertainment right now, or DC... Yeah, DC Entertainment right now, is they do everything by committee. The thing that succeeded was Batman because it was one person overseeing it. But look at Green Lantern. They had five, six different writing staff, mm. people working and touching it up. And what their biggest problem was, 
they let Joss Whedon slip through their fingers. Yeah. He was going to write, and did write, a Wonder Woman movie. Or was writing it, and they kicked him off the project because the studio kept on saying, well, this won't work, and that won't work. Get out of the way. You know, I, Warner Brothers needs to get out of the way at DC Entertainment. And I think Warner Brothers is the thing that's holding DC up. Yeah. And because, I mean, Joss Whedon on Wonder Woman. That, I mean, that's a movie I could not wait for. They yeah. talked. I mean, they talked about Adam. I mean, they've, they've had all these movies out there, put the out. The Flash. Put out there. Oh, they wanted Ryan Reynolds for mm-hmm. The Flash. And what did we get? We get Ryan Reynolds' The Green Lantern. You know, so it's like they're they're taking their own ideas and just going, okay, well, we're not going to do a Flash movie, but we wanted to do r- something with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. So we tack him into the Green Lantern. I think also if, he's a name. Mm-hmm. I think if anything, we might get a quote unquote Justice League movie, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman because they're not going to be able to introduce other characters like your Flashes, Green Lanterns, your Aquamans, if they keep going at this pace. And you need it to be an ensemble picture. I, I think you're going to get a Justice League movie with spin-off character movies. So Justice League first and then setting up... And then set up those characters. Because I think that's all they can do to get into this game. It just has to be done Really, really well because if and, but I don't trust them to do it yeah. really, really well. And yet, and that's that's the problem because we got a Green Lantern, yeah, which would be the Green Lantern to go into the Justice League. Okay, he, so we can we can he, see that like he's but they've already talked about doing another Green Lantern movie because they don't want to do the suit and 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 Ryan Reynolds in the Justice League movie because the suit see, is I, one of the biggest. Money things. Yeah. I, I think they can honestly cast anyone in that part. You don't need a Ryan Reynolds there. Especially if you're trying to go big, just like epic superhero. Um, I mean, it it worked really well with Avengers. I mean, yeah, they had names attached to all those parts. But it wasn't, like, huge. They, that's the thing, is they weren't, they weren't big names, but they were, they were names. They, they're, they're big enough, but it's not... Yeah, I mean Chris Evans before doing, I mean he, Chris Evans before doing Captain America, kind of not. He had some. I'm, leading, I'm, I'm had, rescinding what I said before because they're actually really decent names that they had attached to everything. But Chris, Chris, I mean, no, Chris no, Hemsworth. Honestly, no, no bigger than Ryan Reynolds for Chris I mean, Hemsworth. Your Robert Downey Jr.'s Chris other Evans. than being known as Captain Kirk's father in Star Trek. Wasn't really known for anything else. Mm. Chris Evans is well, Shakespearean work, right? No. Yes. No. Okay. Never mind. But I mean, look at he has a name what we had it. with Thor versus Green Lantern. If you can put those two on the same playing field with Chris Hemsworth and Ryan Reynolds, Thor completely dominates. Yeah. And I, I honestly, I'm a Green Lantern fan. We used to be a Green Lantern podcast. <laughs> um, I have Green Lantern shirts for every day of the week. We say I, that we were a Green Lantern podcast in so much that we talk we as much Green as Lantern Green Lantern as we do talk about Batman now. It's not that we were Yeah, we actually... didn't start off as that. It's a long-running joke. Yeah. Um, but honestly, when it comes down to it, I would rather watch Thor than Green Lantern any day. I think I, it's just, I think it's just a better movie. I, I do I do agree with that as well. And I hate Thor as a comic book character. I 
just do not like him. Well, so does everybody else that reads comics because it gets reset every six months. But do we need them to reset the DC Universe movies? Because if Superman doesn't work, we're going to be even further off from a Justice League movie. When they announced that, hey, we're going to have two people in charge of the DC Universe, you know, when it comes to movies, games, and television, and it's going to be Jeff Johns. Yes. Everybody loves, yeah! And the person that brought you those Harry Potter movies that you love so deeply. Diane Nelson. Diane, you're like... Yeah. Well, I, I liked Harry Potter. I liked those Harry Potter movies, and they stayed pretty true to the book. So, there were some changes. Okay, now like now, now let's throw this ahead. question out there. Do you think maybe Jeff Johns is doing too much over at DC to focus on the DC Entertainment stuff? Is he writing so many books that the movie stuff's just like, okay, whatever, we'll get to this eventually? I'm not. I think that when they said that they're in charge of it, that they were put on the emails and memos <laughs> that Warner Brothers was still, you know, whoever the studio execs are, are still making the decisions. Mm-hmm. I, and they're, they're running things past his desk, saying, how does this lend? How does this uh, costume look? Yeah, that's kind of like what how the uh, comic book... Okay, well, great. Make, make the collar higher. Okay, yeah. you're good. Yeah. Good. That's Sinestro now. Yeah. Like, th- I think that's what it is, and I was hoping to... I trust those two people to bring me the comic book work it, to life. It's almost like Paul Dini working on the Batman <laughs> games. Yeah. Uh, but with Green Lantern, my faith has been lost a little bit in those two things like, true. Because I think Green Lantern was a passable movie. I six different writing teams. Yeah. I, and I think... And they settle on, like, Mike Green and, you know... I, I, I think it was a lot more of... Of this studio, oh, we need yeah. to touch this up. So somebody else had to come in and do stuff, which anyone will, anyone can tell you that studios mm-hmm. like to meddle with stuff. The the director who did First Class yeah. was driven crazy by studios telling him everything that he needed to do different, and that's a big thing. And who was that? Who who was First Class? I can't remember his it name. Was, it was Fox, right? That was, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, that was Fox. And, and Wolverine. You had Darren Aronofsky coming on yeah. to do the Wolverine movie. And, and why did he run away? He pretty much got pushed out because he wanted to have more control of the character so he could make a good Wolverine movie. And and did the studio get in the way? The studio got in the way. Wait, that, and that's Fox. And, yeah, that sucks. And, and they fired him. What does Marvel not do? Get in the way. <laughs> well, the, Disney, I, Disney, and Paramount Par- don't get in the way. They exactly. let Marvel make the movies that they and they hire on the writing team of Zach Penn and Josh Whedon to write the Avengers movie. I, I think what we need at DC is someone that's predominantly in charge of everything. Like you, you, you have Kevin Feige over at the Marvel stuff because. He's basically the head of that. Like, he's there for everything. Diane Nelson, okay, she's an upper like management person. Like, you know, she's she doesn't care. Like, she got put into this position from Warner Brothers. Jeff Johns, he he's a comic book writer. He's always going to be a comic book writer because that's what he likes to do. And I think Paul hit the nail on the head when it's like stuff just comes across his desk. We need someone. Like a Jeff Johns, like a Paul Dini, 
like a Mark Wade, someone that just loves what these characters are, loves that universe, being in charge of everything that you get at the movies. And Jeff Johns, if he wasn't writing so much, if he just said, okay, I'm going to work on possibly one book, but mainly focus on DC, you'd have a lot more faith in it because you know that what's coming through. Because ultimately, Jeff John is a comic book fanboy. I mean, that's why he's had, you know, that's why Paul loves his run on JSA because yep. he gets those characters. Mm-hmm. Why he's so great on Green Lantern. That's what we, he took everything that happened previously and recombobulated it and was like, here you go, now it all makes sense. Enjoy. Exactly. And I mean that's what he does with Green Lantern. I mean he's doing a great he's doing a great job on Aquaman, a character that they just say, Oh, you he's unwritable. He's got no villains. He's got nothing. Mm-hmm. He's doing a great job. Like I'm really enjoying what he's been doing with Aquaman. I trust him in a room with Diane Nelson explaining his love and Diane Nelson then explaining to him and what will work on screen. And then like writing the check almost. Yeah. Like being like, okay, well, yes, I see that, but how will it work on screen? Because there were parts of the Harry Potter books that she did not put on screen, you know? That got lost because you can't put all that love in there. And you probably shouldn't have put all, you know, had... Tomaray, Sinestro, and Kilowog on screen. But if you didn't have those characters in that movie, people would go apeshit. See, you here's the thing, put as, them in the background. As a Green Lantern fan, I loved seeing those characters. I mean, you had how many thousand other Green Lanterns in the background? Yeah. Like, I, I want to see Kilowog training him. Yeah, I want to see Tomaray setting up and being like, "Oh, hey, I'm from the next sector over. How are you doing?" Like, exactly <laughs> to have Tomaray. Show him around to have to have Kilowog train him to have mm-hmm. Sinestro have that moment where he beats the shit out you know he beats him like you needed those moments you had to have those moments with those characters because in that movie the focus wasn't on those characters it was just on that moment because that's what they were showing the core off to be like not to defend that eh, movie right mm-hmm. um but yeah I. I think you need somebody who's going to be a little more in charge of the movies. It's kind of... I kind of attribute it to uh, Dan DiDio when he was running uh, when he was running DC, and then every once in a while he'd try to write something, and oh, he, like... No, he's still writing stuff. Well, no, I know he's still writing like, stuff, but when, but when he'd write stuff, it'd kind of be like... Oh, that's pretty good. You know he's got a lot on his plate, so he didn't have enough time to really work on something. He, the, but honestly, the things he writes are this... It's the stuff that's so out there, like OMAC or Metal Men. Like, I don't think he would ever say, like, I'm going to write Superman. Like, it's just like those properties that he, he loved, you know? Yeah. Like, the out there kind of crazy things that... He's like, yeah, I want this book to be here on the stand. I did order something that he's writing. I can't remember what it is, but something new that he's writing, I, I ordered. If if Jeff Johns had all the time in the world to devote to DC Entertainment, moving to you know the video games and movies, there would be nothing for him to do in his office. I'm just saying, like, well, because DC, DC because has nothing happening. They, they, they have, have nothing happening, and also the studio wouldn't let him do anything. That's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. and it I, would all get tied up. Well, we could do that, but... Ooh, that costume doesn't work anymore. Because, and think about this, over on the Marvel, like Disney end, 
we're going to be getting a Guardians of the Galaxy movie yeah. before we get a Wonder Woman movie. Wonder Woman being one of the big three, the, mm-hmm. one, a member of the Trinity over a at Wonder DC Woman Comics. who had a pilot written, filmed... And then pulled. Yes. Because DC didn't want to do it. Guardians of the Galaxy, Nova, like Black Knight, Rocket Raccoon... Like, Gert, or Newt, uh, G-N-U-T. How do you pronounce that? I don't know, it's like the... He's a tree. He can't even pronounce his own right? name. And then, was it? Is it Drax still a member? I, I, just, I, I just remember the remember stuff from all in that picture. like Annihilation and everything. Like I've mm-hmm. never read any of the Marvel Cosmic stuff because it's just not for me. But I think Rocket Raccoon looks awesome. Yeah, that's something I'd go see. Uh, right on um, Ant Man. Yeah, Edgar, or uh, yeah, Edgar Wright on Ant Man. Mm-hmm. Like yes, I, I peripheral I character. That. Like Ant Man's. Not that big at all. He's not a big. <laughs> oh, but he's not a big character. He's not a big character. But you know what he can do? He can tie into uh, the next Avengers movie. Well, there's also been uh, rumors going around that they're looking into making an Avengers spinoff TV show for ABC. Huh. It probably like focus a little bit more on the Shield stuff, I'm guessing. But but that even- that could be good. I if they came out with Shield. Yeah, I I'd probably watch that, and I hate like cop drama stuff. But what's so weird is, let's think. We were super excited because there was going to be a pilot made for your favorite Fables, one of your favorites. Yes, right. And we're like, wow, Fables on television? That'd be crazy. Going to be made for ABC. You know what didn't get picked up? Fables. But you know what got picked up? Grim. And Once Upon a Time. Grimm is actually really good, and I I don't equate that to Fables at all. Once Upon a Time... They're in the same genre. It's such a shallow ripoff. I just quite chopped. It's such a shallow ripoff of Fables, but it was put into development before they started Mm -hmm. to work on that show, and I was like, oh no, we're already working on something that's very similar. uh, All I'm saying is, it doesn't seem like DC Entertainment has any push, any leverage behind it. But ABC... Owned by Disney. I, that's we true. We do have Arrow coming out that does look... On the CW. On the CW, on which is Warner partly, Brothers. Which partly on. Partly it's on. CBS and Warner Brothers co-joint. But that does look like it's going to be really good. Like, it's it's dark. It's a darker and a grittier take on Green Arrow. And they have already have um, uh, the Black Archer... What's his name? Merlin, uh, Deadshot, Deathstroke are all cast as villains in it. Hmm. Um, and then you also have um, what's uh, hmm. Firestorm, Ray. Ray Palmer? Or no, no, Ray Palmer, that's the Adam. That's yeah. Adam. What's. Uh, Ronnie Raymond. Ronnie Raymond. His mother has been cast in that show. So who knows like where they're going to be taking that? But so do you think they're going to be using and not to cut you off using the TV shows to springboard? I I don't know, but I I just thought that was kind of weird because they've said they're not really going to have anyone with powers on it. Mm-hmm. You know, you have Deathstroke, uh, Deadshot, Merlin. Yeah. You have those kind of guys which fit into an Arrow kind of a show. Because they all sh- yeah. shoot at targets, <laughs> I guess so. But but you're going to be getting 
you're gonna instead of having the Smallville, you're gonna get a ballsy version of a of a superhero on TV, which mm-hmm. we haven't had. The only TV shows we've had with superheroes in it have all been cartoons, mm-hmm. aside from Heroes, which which was Watchmen, but less than. Yeah. The first season, at least. I, and everyone says after the first season, this show's not good. Yeah. I couldn't even, get, it wasn't in, I couldn't even get into the See, first the first season. season, I watched like the first half of it, and I loved it. And then I was working the nights I was on. I think it was Mondays. But I, I, I started missing it, and then I just never went back to watch it. But I was talking more of real, like, not real superheroes, but known superheroes. Mm. Everything else has been comic books. Oh. A Wonder Woman thing that didn't make it. Well, here's the thing. Um, you you mentioned dark and gritty, and why did Batman do so well? Dark Knight Rises, then Dark Knight and Batman Begins. Oh, it's a realistic, dark version, darker version of Batman. And what are we going to get in with Man of Steel? Holocaust Superman. <laughs> wow, that was. Dave, I'm sorry, Paul. Do you see I, the trailer for it? Yes, I did. It's a kid in a cape, red cape. But it's a very grainy kid in the cape. <laughs> yeah. But Running over like gray grass with gray skies, did you gray remember? laundry? But I'm not colorblind, Paul. It was really dark. Oh, okay. maybe that's what I'm missing here. <laughs> <laughs> that's normal for me. I don't what the green the grass was gray. I thought it was normal color. I didn't notice. Was, the only thing that's bright is at the end when Superman like hits supersonic going up in the. Sky. But, but yeah, it's we're a very dark, dark and gritty, pretty movie. Superman. Superman. There are characters that just won't work for DC, and Superman might be one of them in that dark and gritty world. It how, just won't work. And how bad and is Wonder it? Woman is one of those. But, you know, with what you're getting in the Wonder Woman comic book right now, it's a little bit darker. It's a little bit grittier. She kills monsters. She's a monster killer. Much like they did back when they relaunched Wonder Woman in the 70s. And, or the... There's more on the 80s because 80s, yeah. With uh, and the thing is, is a Wonder Woman who fights monsters on the screen would be interesting, but it look wouldn't marginalize. You're marginalizing how, even the comic book audience. But look how well something like Watchmen, um, Immortals. I was going to say you need to Clash go of the more Clash of the Titans, Immortals, not monsters, but. You have you would have her. You'd have to have her to make a good Wonder Woman movie. You'd have to have her go after, you know, right. the gods. But how does her in a movie going after the gods tie into her joining the Justice League? Exactly, and that's why the studio won't let that kind of story be told. And, and also because here's immortals. The here's the thing: How does Loki tie in to fighting with a space, you know, an, an alien race? You can make you can make it work, and if you have the right people doing. It. I saw Immortals; it was okay. Watchmen, I enjoyed. Clash of the Titans, I still haven't seen, mm-hmm. but it looked okay. Like I have it on my Netflix queue. I would, I will watch it eventually. If we got a Wonder Woman movie, all like three of those that, movies, not summer movies. No, that's true though. They're all like March, March, and also Immortals was Christmas time, right? 11, 11, 11? Mm, yeah, it was 11, 11, 11. And so, and what they want to do with the DC characters, make them that summertime blockbuster tentpole movie. And if you're making Immortals, you're not making a summertime movie. Like, you're, I don't... 
know how well like Immortals or like Clash of the Titans or anything has done, but they've obviously done well enough that other companies can be like, oh, let's let's take that idea and make our own. One hundred and sixty-three million dollars lifetime gross for Clash of the Titans. Clash, what did uh, War or what? What was the sequel called? Uh, Clash of the Titans. The Titans' Revenge. <laughs> no. Revenge of the Titans. You're thinking of Pagan and Boardcast Summer Movie Blockbuster <laughs> 2, Electric Boogaloo, The Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, and a little news update on that. $26 million estimate for the opening weekend of the remake of Total Recall. Is that the lowest opening weekend we've had next yes. to Dark Shadows, then? I believe Dark Shadows that. was like 20-something, I want to say. No, no, no. Uh, lowest opening weekend we had was $0 well, by G.I. Joe Revengeance. That, well, that one doesn't cause it even open. Uh, the next lowest was in, I think, the 48 range, and I can't okay. remember which movie got little, it. A little bag and board uh, <laughs> tidbit. That was breaking bag and board news there. It was War of the Titans. War of the uh, Titans, Okay. I remember seeing stuff for it when I went to the one Toronto Comic Con. It looked a lot better than the first no, one. Not War of the Titans. <laughs> it had Titans in the title, I, I swear. Know. We're so not a movie podcast anymore, guys. It's not. It, that, wasn't, that wouldn't even be a movie that we, I don't even think we went to the first one for the podcast. No, I still, like I said, I still haven't seen it. I haven't it. seen it. I haven't even seen Immortals. But, I mean, just the basic point is those movies have done well enough. Wrath. Wrath, Wrath of the Titans. They've done well enough that, yeah, people are going to see it. War if you had a lisp. <laughs> and they're making money. A Wonder Woman movie would just have even more of that draw because it's Wonder Woman. It's that title. And I think that's what DC needs is that title on just a kick-ass movie. Yeah, you need it nonstop, action, her... Kicking monsters' ass, mm-hmm. monsters that are just broke loose on Manhattan, or just broke loose, or trying to break loose. Dude, I'm I'm cool setting it on Themyscira. Have it end with her finding like the man's world. Like that that will leave you open the thing, for the Ares creating is, war. Ares is the main villain. With with a Wonder Woman, you need it to be. You need a lot of action because you're gonna. You, I don't need those moments of her inner. Well, I kind of wouldn't mind her. And her, her little toga thing, uh, speaking to Athena. But you, you think of those moments, and you think of just drawn out, really long kind of moments. It, it doesn't have to be that way, though. And, and but that's where you would. That's I mean, where the I'm movies. afraid they're going to go with it. Where it should, it should start out See, with, with her just kicking somebody's ass, then saying like, "Oh, all these people have broken loose because Hades is." is Come to ground, blah 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 blah, and then her doing this. Ares, Ares, Ares is always her villain. Hades okay. is the Lord of the Underworld. Yeah, yeah. Ares I'm sorry. is the God of War. Yeah. War, and she comes to, you know, promote peace in the man's world and to stop Ares from right. promoting more war. But that's that's the movie it needs to be, and it needs to be kind of nonstop action. You know. <laughs> I could see Ares being I the major put, villain for a Justice League put, movie. Uh, I think that would be too much of a similarity to what you had with Loki. Loki, though. But isn't that what I, I think that, that's, see, isn't that I, what DC wants? I think that yeah, would but, work for a Wonder Woman movie. 
Because I mean, I, the pu- public is dumb, but they're not that dumb that they're gonna like. This is just what they did. In, yeah, this is just what they did in I, the Avengers Justice League movie. You have to go big, you, dark side. Like that's. I, I think the only thing that you can actually justify a Justice League movie with is what's a big enough threat that you're going to have these characters come together. I think now that uh, Marvel showed their hand with Thanos, that DC will definitely, and Warner Brothers especially, will wait to see if the audience accepts Thanos well, before I, they give Darkseid up. I, th- I think they're going to have to wait to actually get something out that they can say, like, okay, no, this is going to springboard us into Because if now they JLA. come out with, like... Dark side, everybody will be like, "Oh, it's like Thanos." Yeah, you but know? nobody, nobody knows who that character really was. Yeah, but before, yeah. but and one one of the big things is I know that Joss Whedon wanted that character in there because it's one of his favorite villains. But I think Marvel Studios went, "Yeah, Thanos. Yeah, let's do that because the Justice League. Who's there going to be their big villain? It's going to be Dark Side." Are you? You might be able to go Brainiac. I'm just trying to think like other like, world-threatening... We're talking about audiences will be like, oh, isn't that what they just did? By the time a Justice League movie came out, comes yeah. out, Avengers 2, 2 is out with Thanos. Right. And- but here's the thing. I read an article online. I don't know if it was like Comics Alliance, Comic Book Resources, or Newsarama, but they were talking... No, you could be getting Thanos in Guardians of the Galaxy because that makes a little bit more sense mm-hmm. than Avengers. I mean, we might not be getting an Avengers 2 because Robert Downey Jr. is not under contract for anything else. Hmm. Yeah, but if Marvel's smart, they're going to oh, drive yeah. a boatload and of money up th- to that guy. They've obviously been smart, but after Iron Man 3, like he's not yeah. contracted for anything else. And do you need Iron Man in your Avengers movie? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I you, think you, you might. You, you, you quote-unquote don't, depending what kind of story you're going to go with. But you, you do need Iron Man. Is is the Avengers just the third Iron Man movie, and nobody wants to admit it? No, he kind of did steal that movie. Yeah, because well, look at how much money Avengers has made, and it's in line with how much money the Iron Man movies have been making. It's not in line with how much movie Thor and Captain think, America or uh, Incredible Hulk were making. Think to just the teaser trailers, like. Who probably had the most speaking parts in all of those? It's Robert Downey Jr. because mm-hmm. Tony Stark, Iron Man, he is such that likable character. You're going to want to have him in there because and who who else is that kind of everyman mm-hmm. saying what the audience is thinking besides Tony Stark? You're, you don't get that from Captain America. You're you not going to get that get from it. Banner. You're and not going to get that from Thor. And you don't even get it from the Black Widow. Yeah, who should be. <laughs> Yeah, and you don't Robert get it Downey any- Jr. does have like the most lines in that whole movie. And also, think about Iron Man two. What was that? It's all set up for the Avengers movie. Which all I think up. I think Marvel learned that people were a little turned off by all of that uh-huh. setup stuff, and that's why you get the might you get you know you have Shield in Thor and Captain America just Captain America just at the end. And Thor, you know their their presence there, but you don't get yeah. that overcome feeling of setup that you did with Iron Man too. They were basically just there where the hammer fell. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
they would they would be so dumb to lose Robert Downey Jr. Even if they just paid him to just always play appear in public, right? As Tony exactly. Stark. But I mean, yeah. you, like, which they do to hold him to if uh, if it ever comes a time that this is your you, you will be like, making this put movie. him on retainer. Yeah, because. Are you saying that Robert Downey Jr. doesn't enjoy the shit out of being oh, Iron Man? I think he really does. Uh, I think he would do it no matter what, but he can say, eh, I think he needs to give me a little bit more money, because he did. He stole He stole the show in Avengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he stole the show at uh, this year's San Diego Comic-Con. Comic-Con. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it was, he was, he is that character now. He really has become yeah. Tony Stark, or Tony Stark has become Robert Downey Jr., but you need him for those franchises. You need him. You need to continue doing stuff with him. Okay, so, so let's get, wrap this up because it's getting a little bit late. Yeah. Um, ranking out of five, five being the highest, one being the lowest, up to this point, where do you rank Marvel and DC? Like what we've gotten from them. Paul? I'll go four for Marvel for what they've done, I, I'm excited to see them bringing out those smaller characters or smaller groups. Uh, wish they could get back some of their bigger names like Iron Man and or X Men and also Spider Man. But you know, they did a good job with the Amazing Spider Man. Yeah, well, Fox. But did, yeah, but, but you want that under their banner. Yeah, I so, hear you. So talking about Marvel, Columbia. just Marvel alone. Yep, uh, studios. So four. No. They've done great stuff. They allow their... They hire people on, and they allow them to do what they do. Uh, with DC, two. They they have no plan. They, you know, I give them two points because the Batman movies have been so good. But uh, everything else is so bad. So John? bad. Um, I think I'm going to give Marvel a four and a half. Because they really have... We can do it halves? <laughs> Nobody said we couldn't. I'm going to say you can't. You can't? Then I think I'm going to give them a, I'm going to give them a 5 cuz their only stumble to me was the two movies that were in Iron Man 2, which was the setup for the Avengers and then mm-hmm. the Iron Man 2 stuff. I think that's the only thing that they really have not is the only thing they didn't do well. But they learned from it, mm-hmm. and you didn't have... They did a better job in Iron Man and Captain America with it to set up for the Avengers, which it, Iron Man 2 said, in a couple movies, you're going to get Avengers. Um, and yet, I think DC, it's a 2. The only thing good that we know that they have done is Christopher Nolan's Batman series. Hey, I just thought of this. How did... How did S.H.I.E.L.D. have Captain America's S.H.I.E.L.D. locked up in their vault thing with Tony Stark's dad stuff? Tony Stark's dad worked on the Captain America project. But they de-iced Captain America's S.H.I.E.L.D. during the no, no, beginning no. of Captain America. That was America. a design prototype. Oh, it wasn't okay. the full S.H.I.E.L.D. It yep. just was a design prototype. Oh, okay. He was working on it. And that's, okay. and that's all. also... Uh, what's his name? The... The operative they got killed in Avengers. Coulson. Coulson was like, oh. "Hey, where did you get Agent that?" Agent Casper. That's uh, what I call him. That's I don't get it. West Wing. He basically plays the same character on West I never Wing, and West they Wing. call him yeah, West Agent Wing. Doesn't Casper. exist to me because I've never watched it, and I hear it's I want gay you people. Off. I want you off the podcast. <laughs> I love gay people. <laughs> uh, 
That's why you don't eat Chick Fil A. Paul, Paul kicked you off the podcast yeah. and me off the podcast. This is gonna be a not, ep- not Everything else is gonna be a not episode. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, but I think only thing that we know of so far that DC's done is the Nolan versus Batman, and as great as they are, they're done. DC's got no plan except for a fisherman Clark Kent and a little boy in a red cape. Like, that's all that we know about the Superman movie. Mm-hmm. And that's all they have on the horizon for us. Marvel's got Marvel's got Ant-Man, Iron Man 3, Thor 2, Captain America 2, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's five things. Three are definite, two are still in discussion, and they're not sure if they're actually going to get greenlit. They're big enough that they they announced yeah. them at they, Comic-Con. They announced them. Uh, to me, Wonder Woman if, was if, announced at a convention. But, but the, honestly, that's from DC, though. Yeah. Like, okay, so you trust more. I, I, okay. I do. I, I trust them enough to give them a five because they're giving me three... Definites. Th- definites, and two that... Yeah, I'd go see him. I trust him. I I can't wait. I really can't wait for that footage that Edgar Wright did of Ant-Man that was like their test thing Mm -hmm. to be online. I want to see that so bad. I want to get, okay, I got the tone. I love um, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Mm -hmm. Like He did a great job with that. I want to see what he can do with Ant-Man. I'm giving giving Marvel a five. Baseline. Chris, um, I'm done talking. Yeah, you were talking for a while. <laughs> I was trying to wrap us up. <laughs> I get I get passionate about movies. Um, I'm the movie guy on the podcast. DC, I, I give them a two. Um, the only thing we've seen that has worked has been the Batman Begins trilogy, the Dark Knight trilogy, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. And they're completely going to have to reboot that going into what they want for Justice League. They've already talked about like, yeah, get ready for a new Batman movie. Like you can call it your daddy. They're gonna they're gonna be relaunching it. So everything that they've done in those movies isn't even going to count. We're gonna be looking for what they do in Superman mm-hmm. to launch us into what we might be getting from the Justice League movie. It counts in my heart. And and that's that's a year from now. We're we've already got everything laid down over at Marvel. Yeah. We've seen what they can do. And it, I don't want to say it can only go up from there, but I'm giving Marvel a five because we've gotten solid, solid movies. Like, stuff that I would gladly watch over anything that they've done over at DC. Anything that I've seen, like, coming out from DC, like Superman, because that's the only one they've shown. Mm -hmm. Marvel has such faith in what they can do. They're telling us, yeah, we're going for Ant-Man. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. You don't know who these characters are, but you're going to. Like, that's big, because out of all the characters that they have, right behind who they can actually give us movies for, like Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, they're going for stuff like Nova. Mm -hmm. Like, Marvel, I feel, has a better grasp on what they're doing and and knows what they need to do. And also now that they're owned by Disney, they're big enough that they can allow themselves to fail. Because ESPN makes them the most money. And ESPN isn't changing, no yeah. matter what. 
the ESPN's always just going to be like, hey, here's dodgeball. And <laughs> here's sports on the air show. Like they're they're going to be fine if Guardians of the Galaxy flops. And here's the thing, I don't Warner Brothers Guardians of the Galaxy, I don't think we're going to see the same budget for that movie no. that exactly. DC and Warner Brothers had for Green Lantern. $150 million. It's going to be a smaller budget because I think it's going to be more of a character driven mm-hmm. than just like, hey, check it out. Cool aliens. CGI costumes. CGI costumes and aliens? Man, I wish we had somebody in house that was really good at CGI. <laughs> hmm, if only we had that that could do full, mo- full motion pictures of CGI. Who could that be? They have Pixar. Like, they are so big and so varied that I think the reason why they can announce like a Guardians of the Galaxy is because they're so big. This once Disney bought them out, like they they don't need to be afraid to fail or flop on something. Where Warner Brothers, AOL isn't doing so well. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like also with Marvel, I feel like they don't have to be afraid of it because. They they've got this. It's like don't yeah, worry, yeah. don't worry. We know what we're doing. Well, DC Warner Brothers is keep. Well, maybe will this they work? They can't even keep a TV network on the air. They had to join up with CBS to make it work. And CBS, UPN, and Warner also Brothers. they go Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like a Buzz Lightyear movie. And they're like, hey, Buzz Lightyear was in Toy Story. Don't knock. That's some registers. We we like Buzz Lightyear. We, oh, I do. But what do you guys like? Let us know over at contactedbangboardcast.com or right over on the Facebook. We're on there. We're looking forward to your explanations there, Aaron, over at Red Phone Zone, or Confessions of a Movie, movie Snob. Sorry, I can't talk. I'm. He's really tired. He's been disc golfing all day. And not 99 only- holes and a bitch ain't one. <laughs> and and Paul is also looking for your reviews and rates over yes. on iTunes. It makes it makes his day. If there's one thing I like more than disc golfing, it is reading the ratings and reviews. Thank you again, MOC, for your latest rate and review uh, on the iTunes. You should if you want a shout out, you got to do that. Yeah, it's our most complimentary one. Mm-hmm. 